I get it. I don't know what season of life that you're in, but I can guarantee you that you are not hanging out on the couch with zero responsibilities. As women, we are so many things to so many people. I see you. I see you doing the dishes, changing that diaper, trying to pay for your child's college. I see the exhausted grandma and the overwhelmed student. This podcast is for you. So whether you're driving in the car, getting ready for the day, or about to snuggle in the sheets, I pray that this podcast reminds you that you are so loved by the one who beautifully designed you. I am Ashley Shepard, and this is the Beautifully Designed Podcast. Hello, ladies. I hope you are having a good day. I am so excited that I actually got my microphone working today, so hopefully I sound a little better than last week's um, episode, but I hope um, that the Lord encouraged you through um, last episode, reminding you how free you are, and really just through this fall season of the theme of living awake. And the Lord has definitely opened my eyes to some new things this season, and honestly, I am so thankful for coming out of a pruning season, which definitely came with lots of hurts and frustration, and I can honestly say I'm very grateful for it because here I am, honestly, kind of like in this waiting waiting part um, of the pruning season where things have been removed out of my life, and maybe you can relate to this, so maybe it was, for me, it was a job, it was relationships, um, it was our finances, um, and, you know, some other things, and so but also some things about my personality. Um, Some selfishness was stripped away, jealousy, uh, anger has been pruned. Um, I've had to work through what that looks like um, to deal with bitterness. Um, And remember that everything has a seed. And this is what I wanna talk about to you today. Everything has a seed and we get to choose what we allow to take root into our lives. And I've had to deal with uh, not allowing the seed of bitterness and anger to take root to take root. Now, I'm not telling you that I don't feel those things because I very much do. <laughs> I do feel those things and I have felt those things a lot in the last 2 years of pruning and it's been very difficult. But I'm so thankful that I came face to face with some of these giants that instead of running away or avoiding them or uh, not facing conflict, because honestly, ladies, the last probably four or five years before this, um, I don't like conflict. And I found myself not dealing with certain things because it was hard. And what I have learned the last two years by coming face to face with some of these giants is that I can overcome through Jesus Christ I cannot overcome by myself or taking control. I can only overcome through Jesus Christ because as a personal control freak, and maybe you're one of those as well, um, as somebody who who tends to take control, I'm a natural leader. uh, I'm a fixer. Most of us women are, and we're caretakers. Um, I tend to... um, to feel like I can make it okay, and I want it to be okay. Nobody wants to live in a state of conflict or something that doesn't have any kind of resolution. Like, nobody wants that. It's not a fun place to be. And so, but what I have found through dealing with some things the past couple years is the discipline of silence 
and not getting caught up in cattiness or gossip, especially when someone picks up the phone to call you and say, hey, did you know that this person said this about you? I can't tell you how many times of uh, somebody has picked up the phone and, and told me that the last couple of years where I've been able to say, you know what? I don't want to hear it. That doesn't serve me well. I don't want to hear that. I, I'm not going to have this conversation. And then I change the subject because those conversations is going to create certain seeds in my life that I refuse to take root because I know that God has placed a purpose on my life. God has placed a purpose on your life. And if we are going to go through this process of sanctification, which I've mentioned this before about the process of sanctification, which is honestly a really big word, a Christianese word, that only means this. We go through a process of growing in our relationship with Jesus Christ. We go through a process of of being this daughter of the King. What does that look like in our attitude? What does that look like in our actions? What does that look like in our responses to other people? And so as we go through this process of sanctification, we learn that we need to be pruned of some things. We need to be aware of these seeds that are taking root that needs to be cut out of our lives so that we can grow into the woman of God that we were created to be. It is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. And when we learn one thing, then we're on to the next thing, meaning we're never going to be perfect. And Jesus doesn't want us to be perfect. He wants us to just give him attention. I think that if we stop fixing our eyes and our minds and our hearts and our thoughts onto things that um, we're doing or we're saying, but if we just fixed our eyes on Jesus, a lot of these things will work itself out on its own. We're going to have natural instincts um, to shut down gossip versus enter into a, you know, a gossip session, right? We're going to have instincts to, when we get angry or bitter, to, to know, be aware that that is happening and know that we have an opportunity to go to the Word of God versus allowing us to respond in a way that we would regret later. Um, and I have learned so much and I've made lots of mistakes in the process, but I'm, I'm thankful for those mistakes too. Because even last week, I'll give you an example and then I'll dive into a couple scriptures for you, but I want to give you this example about seeds. You know, my husband now is flying. Um, he flew part-time for the last four years. And the reason the last four years he was able to fly part-time is because I was bringing in an income um, that doubled his, well, tripled his salary. And so he was able to fly part-time. So when that all went away on May 17th, remember, if you know anything about our story, you can go back to a couple podcasts later, earlier, but where I talked about the backstory. But um I lost my job on May 17th, and so my last check was July 17th. But the Lord is so faithful. Um, Ryan took a full-time flying position in February of this year. And so he's flying full-time. It's a salary position. The Lord definitely um, you know, had us in mind. He knew what was coming. And so we're so thankful. Um, but it has definitely been a transition period for us. And so last week, I was really struggling with this transition and you know, my husband has been traveling more and he's not been home. And so not only am I adjusting to just being a full-time mom and, and of course leading this ministry, but I'm also adjusting to doing this kind of on my own again, part of the time. He's still home. Um, but before he was only gone about two or three days a month. And so now he's back to flying. It, it just changes month to month, but you know, 10 to 15 days a month. And so, um, we're trying to find our rhythm. 
Okay, and last week it came to a head, and I just told him I'd said I'm not think I, I don't I don't think I'm doing a good job, and you know, and I just I said some things that I wish I could take back, but once you it's like you can't you know once you vomit on somebody it's hard to clean up, um, and the reality is is that I couldn't do it, and so I had to apologize, and I'm still apologizing to my husband and. Um, but I had allowed the seed of insecurity and doubt and anger and just like as I'm dealing with these things, it just came out in a negative way. And so I am learning and growing and my sweet husband is so patient with me and um, I'm so grateful that he has his own relationship with Christ because he's given me a lot of grace in this transition and he's reminded me that um, you know, I'm doing a good job because I'm present with my children and, um, you know, I'm continuing to dive into the word of God. He knows that I have just really put my nose in this Bible and my knees on the ground because I need Jesus in this season because I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. And so, um, I'm literally hanging on to the hem of his garment. And so if you're in the same season and you're dealing with these things, I want to encourage you because here's the deal. Um, Scripture will tell us what to cling to. Um, and, you know, I want to, the first scripture I want to talk to you about is, and I, I think I mentioned it, sorry, you're going to hear uh, my Bible flipping pages. I apologize. But um, this scripture in First Peter, so this is all wrapping up to seeds. Okay, so we allow what seeds that we're going to allow to flourish in our life. Now, as Christians, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. And so this scripture, First Peter 1, Verse number 23 says this, Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable seed, through the living and abiding word of God. And it goes on to say, and this is uh, quoting a scripture in Psalms, um, Peter is, is re-quoting it, but it says, All flesh is, uh, is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. So this is basically saying, since we are born again, we are believers, we're daughters of the king, we have this imperishable seed, this, this you cannot destroy this seed inside of us, and it will always bear fruit. The Holy Spirit will always bear fruit. That's all it knows. And so wherever we go, whatever conversation that we have, whatever circumstance we come across, we always have the Holy Spirit inside of us. So when I tell you we get to choose, I mean we get to choose whether we're going to allow our flesh, which will fade away. We all know that. <clears throat> and sometimes our flesh will take over like it did with in my conversation with my husband last week. And <clears throat> excuse me, and it will cause um, you know us to maybe do or say some things that we truly don't mean. Or we can learn what it looks like to be reminded that we've got the Holy Spirit inside of us. And and, and John, it tells us, in, in the scripture of John, it tells us that he's our helper. And so we can call upon that helper. And so what I love about um, Peter is that, remember, in this particular books of the Bible, he is writing this letter. And this is to, this letter is to the Christians that are dispersed, that are experiencing suffering and 
rejection and persecution. And so I want to jump over to 2 Peter. So keep that in the back of your mind that we've got this imperishable, imperishable seed inside of us, okay? So in 2 Peter 1, he goes on to tell these Christians to remind them of their calling, okay? And so, so many of us, especially in kind of a pruning season or a transition season or just a season where maybe you're like me and you're like, I don't even know how to parent these kids. Maybe maybe you don't have kids. Maybe it's your job. Like, I just feel like I'm lost in my job. Um, you get to insert where, what you're going through here. So maybe you just need to be reminded of your calling, because our calling and our purpose maybe not it may not have anything to do with what we're so stressed out about. And so we're kind of like shifting our mind and our heart away from the circumstance, away from these seeds that we don't want to take root. Maybe it's parts of our personality. Away from the negativity, and we need to start fixing it back. Well, what is our calling? What should we be doing? And so I'm going to read 2 Peter 1, 3. Um, and we'll see how far I get because I have, I'm an NMA stop. So let me just, let me just dive into this. Okay. So here's what he is saying to these Christians. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to be his own glory and excellence by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises so that through them, you may become partakers of the divine nature having escaped from the corruption that is in this world because of sinful desire. So as Christians, what he's reminding us here is that we can cling to his divine nature and we can escape from corruption. And that right there is you have the protection of the Lord. And that is so encouraging to me. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that they are blind and they've forgotten that he has been cleansed from his former sins. So maybe you need to be reminded because if you go if you go back to a couple of other scriptures like Ephesians 4:22 where it says uh, put off your old self which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt and be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on the new self created after the likeness of God in the true righteousness and holiness. <coughs> so let me remind you, sorry, I have a cold, so I apologize, I have to cough through this, but let me remind you that you are new. And sometimes when we go through prunings or transitions or we just need to surrender some things to Jesus, we need to be reminded that we are a new creation. So I never want to hear anyone say, as a daughter of the king or believer, when they say, oh, that's just who I am. That's just part of my personality. Because we have things about us that is renewed. If But we have to put it in action. We have to renew our minds. We have to stay in scripture. We have to continually worship within the body of Christ. Because we need, we need that. We need to be a part of the body. That is part of a continual 
putting on the new and getting rid of the old. Um, and another scripture is in Romans 6, 5 through 10. This is a great reminder. It says this, We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one, for one who has died has been set free from sin. So we have been set free, just like we talked about last week. Okay, so there's some reminders. But, but okay, so if we want to have this fruitfulness, because this is what it says, if you have these qualities, and I'm back to Second Peter, if we have these qualities and they're increasing, then they can keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. If we want to grow from newborn milk, like it talks about in First Peter, and grow in our salvation, that process of sanctification, and we want to grow spiritually, this is what we need to focus on. So what if our calling isn't to be perfect in our jobs, be the perfect mom, or <clears throat> grow, you know, get to the corporate ladder, or making sure that we fit into a certain crowd, or we get, we get 7 million followers? Like, what if we just stopped all of that? And remember that we are not of this world. But we need to fix our eyes on these things, like knowing that that we can have self-control through Christ, the steadfastness, the godliness, brotherly affection that turns into love. These qualities, if they are increasing in your life, guess what? Then you're going to be fruitful and you're going to grow and be effective in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that is my calling. That is your calling. I hope that you realize that. That those are the things that we need to focus on. How we respond. How we love. And we're not going to be perfect. But what if we just shifted a little bit and thought, I don't have to be perfect in these areas, but I'm going to work on them. I'm going to work on them. It's just like for me, when I feel like I am gaining weight and I am out of shape and my clothes aren't fitting, I start making better food choices. I go to the gym and I start to feel better. I put effort into those things because I don't feel good in a certain area. So if you have this desire to grow spiritually, then I want to encourage you ladies, dive into the Word of God. You know, right now it's October 27th, 2019. We're about to dive into 1 Peter. You can join us. Just go to uh, beautifullydesigned.com and then go to click on Bible studies and that's how you can join our little Facebook group or just type in Beautifully Designed in Facebook and it's a group of about 17,000 women. You know, I want to invite you. You know, we're about to dive into 1 Peter. We're going to learn more about this letter and what's it, what it looks like to live as exiles and to have joy and a living hope in the midst of your suffering. We're going to learn all this from Peter. It matters because if we can have these seeds grow like self-control, steadfastness, godliness, brotherly affection, love, virtue, you know, supplement our faith. We all have faith, but we got to supplement that, meaning we need more things to grow in our sanctification and grow in our walk with Jesus. We need more things, right? I can't just eat a salad every single meal and expect to always lose weight. Like, no, I've got to eat protein. I have to go to the gym. I've got to supplement. i got to take my vitamins because I don't get what I need with food. You have to supplement those things. We're supplementing our faith with these things to grow in our relationship with Christ. And that is our calling because we are on this earth for such a short time. And I hope and pray that you have this eternal kingdom perspective that people will see the light of Jesus. People will 
people will see the glory of God through your life. They will see this imperishable seed that is growing fruit in your life regardless of the circumstances that are going on, right? It's not on the outside what's going on. We want people to see what's on the inside. And we can grow in these things through Christ. And he goes on to say, I'm going to end here. In 1 Peter 1, he goes on to say, I love this. It says, Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these qualities, though you know them and are established in the truth that you have. I think it is right, as long as I am in this body, to stir you up by way of reminder. To stir you up by way of reminder. So what's Peter saying? I know you know these things. And ladies, maybe you've been a Christian all your life. I'm I'm a preacher's kid. I accepted Jesus Christ as a little girl. And I've grown in my relationship. And I've I've had seasons where I didn't grow in my relationship with Jesus. But I want to be reminded and I want to stir you up to make sure that you cling to the fruit that's in your life that's an imperishable seed. Love you, ladies. Thank you for tuning in with me today. I hope the space brings grace, rest, and truth to you every time we meet here. To learn more about the Beautifully Designed community, our online Bible studies, and the Beautifully Designed book, you can go to beautifullydesigned.com. Y'all be blessed.
Thank you for tuning in with me today. I hope the space brings grace, rest, and truth to you every time we meet here. To learn more about the Beautifully Designed community, our online Bible studies, and the Beautifully Designed book, you can go to beautifullydesigned.com. Y'all be blessed.